My name is Bryce Kala, and I'm a dreamer. Both waking and sleeping, my rich and vivid imagination has been keeping life interesting since I was very little. So I'm going to share those dreams with you, and I'd love for you to share your dreams with me. Let's do this together in a little place that I like to call Somewhere in Dream World. everyone, and welcome to the Somewhere in Dream World podcast. My name is Bryce Kala. I am your host. I'm not a trained psych, but I sure am excited about dreams. So that's why I'm here talking about them to you. This podcast is about all things dreams, and this particular episode 12 could have been brought to you by Swing Dancing. That's right, if you enjoy that playground equipment that makes you go back and forth, but you wish you could do it to a song and move your body a little bit more, you could get off of that playground equipment, go to a ballroom or a dance hall or a nightclub, grab a partner and swing them all around, (laughs) throw them up in the air, do some flips and kick your feet a lot and you will have found swing dancing. So if you're in the mood for that kind of thing, swing dancing is for you. Anywho, this episode is going to contain a listener question or a listener dream submission, a little bit of a deep conversation, and then of course we'll end it off with a brand new song. So stick around for that. But first, some news. This is the Midnight Notion podcast after all, so I must keep you up to date on all things Midnight Notion. And the thing you need to know is that the Somewhere in Dream World album release show is happening on March 22, that's a Friday night, at the Caboose in Minneapolis. Now this is a venue that I am very excited to play at. I've seen it pop up on other other bands' lists of places that they're playing. I've seen a lot of big names come through there. This is actually my first time performing at this venue, so I'm really excited to do that, and I'm even more excited uh, to to share the stage with Cyrenaeum, Blank Space, and Runaway Ricochet. So the the Caboose in Minneapolis, March 22, the doors are at 7, the show is at 8, it's only $10 and you get four amazing bands, will all be done by about 10 or 11 p.m. So it's a nice early night for those of you who prefer to get into Dreamworld a lot faster, um, which is both the thing you'll be seeing and the thing you could do after you go home and fall asleep. Huh. Ironic. And then you could listen to the podcast. So Dream World is all around us. You just didn't know it until now. So please come to the CD release show, the album release show, whatever you want to call it. 
we will have uh, physical copies of the brand new CD. We will have uh, download cards available for those of you who don't have anywhere to put a CD. And we'll have the old record and uh, we'll also have all kinds of fun. So uh, obviously as a band, we will always accept any tips or any money for merchandise. But what I want more than anything from you is to have a good conversation. So come out, enjoy the music, sing along and talk to me after the show. Tell me you're a listener to the podcast and I'll give you a big old high five or heck, if you want it, I'll even give you a hug. I'm a hugger, so I'm happy to give those away for free. <laughs> All right. I think it's time to get into Dream World right now, the podcast version. It's time to go to sleep. Now, remember, as we talk about these dreams, you are always, always welcome to submit. And as a matter of fact, I encourage you to submit your dreams. You can do so by calling 612-643-0944 and leaving a message. You can program that number into your phone and call it just as you wake up so that it's a it's a good recollection of the dream. Uh, or you can email your dreams in to podcast at midnightnotion.com. This dream comes from an anonymous listener, so uh, whoever you are, I hope that you finally get to hear this dream <laughs> quite a while later. This was submitted quite a, quite a long time ago. Admittedly, I've let these stack up and I'm saving some of them for the right time, and I feel like this is a, the right episode for this dream. So here we go, a dream from Anonymous. Anonymous says, I've found myself having a recurring, frustrating dream that is fairly mundane, but includes my deceased father. I don't know I'm dreaming in the dream, but my dad is there, and I know he died. Awake, this makes absolutely zero sense. In the dream, I'm aware that my father has died, but he's living, and I tell him myself he didn't actually die. He just came very close. I think the most recent one, it was established that he came back from the dead, and it was really no big deal. It's never a dream where I'm thinking, oh my god, dad, I've missed you, let's catch up. It's more, I'm doing some stupid thing and my dad is there in the foreground as he always was in real life, more as an observer. It's frustrating because although I'm not religious, I do feel that dreams are the only place you can really visit someone who has died, or them visiting you. And I've had experiences where I dream of someone I haven't seen in a long time, and when I Google their name, they've died. I do not believe in ghosts either, but this has been weighing on me. Wow. Thank you, Anonymous, for uh, writing in that dream. Um, it sounds like a, a heavy topic, and I, I believe that anytime death comes up, it is, a, it is a heavy topic. I mean, I think we can all agree that there's this general thing about society where we're all kind of afraid to talk about death, despite the fact that, um, let's just be real here, it is something that all of us do. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's no um, immortality that we know of in the human uh, spirit or the human body. Uh, we don't have access to that sort of technology or healthcare or just we haven't evolved to be able to do that, that anyone knows of anyway. So unfortunately, death is something that happens to everyone. Now, I can speak openly about death, and that's why I'm doing it here. 
um, because I've lost a lot of people in my life, a lot of very close people, uh, relatives, friends. I've been to maybe too many funerals, and although they're very sad and I miss those people very much, it gives you a different perspective on life. It really makes you think every single day is worth a whole lot more than maybe we take for granted. I know that I've found myself as I've grown up as I feel like I've gotten I've been hardened by the amount of funerals and by the amount of loss uh, in a way that there are simple things in life that go wrong that don't bother me anymore uh, because I guess I've just kind of recognized my place in the universe. I'm this small little speck in the in the grand universe and, and really our time is so short that it's more important to me to have positive connections, positive conversations, and to be remembered fondly enough that, hey, maybe when I die, I'll show up in somebody else's dream. It's just how I feel. Life is short. Life is sweet. Uh, make the best of it, and hopefully all will be well. As for Anonymous's dream, uh, I want you to know that this is a very, very common dream. Actually, there are a lot of people who dream of the deceased and there is a lot of times this confusion like wait I thought you had died or you've come back from the dead that's kind of strange and sometimes it's just like yours was where they're just kind of there um, but a lot of a lot of people have that belief that the that dream world is where we go uh, that we can actually communicate with those who've left this world and I, look, I'm not religious, I'm not spiritual, and so my personal beliefs uh, lean more towards the science of sleep. We, we know that when we're in the REM state, which is where most dreaming occurs, again, I say this over and over on the podcast, but when you're in that REM state, your prefrontal cortex is off. That's the part of your brain that processes logic, which is why a lot of our dreams are nonsensical. They don't, like, why is this happening? Why does this bird have the ability to talk? And why is it wearing a toupee? It doesn't make any sense, but ultimately, without that logic station of your brain, you're left with emotions, memories, feelings, and just habits in your life. So they all kind of mesh together and form what we know as dreams. So if I had any guess, any guess from my own personal thoughts of the science side of dreaming, I would say that when your dad shows up in your dreams, it's probably because he's on your mind. It sounds like, but just by the way that you worded it, that he was always there when he was alive. So having him not present anymore uh, would be a giant hole if he's someone who's been around a lot. And again, I think I've mentioned it in this podcast before, but I don't have a very close relationship with my dad. So I didn't have that experience, but I have had those close relationships like with my uh, with my late grandfather. When he died, I was 10 years old. And so um, but by that time, I had already moved a lot and we were uh, in a different state. And so I, I had a, an interesting upbringing where the hole was always filled by some other, either another tragedy or a drastic life change or a move of some sort. That's why I see a lot of tornadoes in my dreams, because tornadoes, uh, they say, are a symbol of change. And I've had a lot of life changes. So I see a lot of tornadoes, but no, no dead 
dead people for me or no deceased people. Uh, if we look to my influence of the, for this podcast, Dr. Charles McPhee, the late Charles McPhee, um, he was like a leading researcher on dreams and stuff. And I looked up his website, dreamdoctor.com. And on there, he says, death is a symbol of change. So maybe I should see more death than tornadoes or maybe equally. I don't know. But he says that's what death means. But seeing the deceased is typically a desire to contact them or maybe you're looking for some emotional resolution. And I could definitely see that being the case. And again, uh, when we're dreaming, it's a collection of memories and thoughts and just things that come to mind. You could have been in a conversation with someone about something your dad did once, and then three weeks later, he shows up in the dream. Brains are weird like that. <laughs> They're so strange. Uh, so so who knows if it's an actual contact? Hey, that'd be pretty cool. I'd be pretty sad to know that none of the people that I loved are contacting me, but ah, maybe they think I'm doing all right. Um, if it is the case, then uh, how exciting. If it isn't the case... Also, how exciting. Um, either way, I think that it's important to remember fondly the people that we have in our lives, um, to constantly thank them for being part of our lives so that when they do eventually leave, uh, we don't have to miss too much. It's always important to to mourn and feel uh, sad about their passing. But um, hopefully the interactions that you have with everyone are good interactions and that you can have positive resolutions with each and every departing, whether it's just leaving or the final end. Um, wow, this is getting dark and sad, but I guess that's just the mood of today. Um, I would like to know if any of the rest of you have had dreams of the deceased. Have you seen someone, your loved one, uh, come back from the dead? Uh, do you believe in the spiritual connection? Or are you like Anonymous and you can actually predict when someone's going to die? You forget about someone, you dream about them, and then Google their name and they show up. That's an, uh, it's quite the power if it is a power. So if you have any of those experiences, I would love to know about them. Leave a review or a comment and tell me about your experience. And hey, I'll read it on the show. And of course, thank you, Anonymous, for that dream. Now, there is something else that's been weighing on my mind that's kind of similar I don't this isn't uh, aligned to anything it's just how my brain works I had an idea I started thinking on a thing and I want to talk more about it and that is what potentially happens to your brain when you're in a long sleep I don't mean like you slept 12 hours I mean what about the the folks who find themselves in a coma or even even longer than a coma, like a super coma. I don't know if there's a term for that, but let me explain. I saw a video recently, uh, a, a girl who was making a series of YouTube videos. She was in a coma for, I want to say a week. It could have been two weeks. It was a, it was an extended period of time. And she said she was having vivid dreams of Alaska and going on into this cool atmosphere and seeing seeing the mountains and feeling the breeze. And it turned out that while she was in the hospital bed, they were icing her uh, a lot. They were putting a lot of ice packs on her body and her brain was translating that into her dream. And then 
because of the way our bodies work, you can't just lay. I mean, if you're in a coma, they don't want you to just lay in the same position. They have to turn you and make so that your body doesn't get, you know, just like stiff in one position. So they actually had a bed that would flip back and kind of put her feet in the air and her head down. And she was having this dream of being in a hammock and it was like swinging around and she was losing her balance and and it turns out it was it was the flipping of the bed so i i mean it's again incredible what our brains do but what about the folks who go even further there was a story about someone who was in a coma for i believe around 20 years this person was something like 18 and fell into a coma due to some accident and came out of it 20 years later. I can't even imagine what kind of things that does to your brain. And now the the special was really endearing. She eventually was able to sing happy birthday to her father and um and it's a that's pretty touching that 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 we can survive such traumatic things like that. But what I'm so curious about is what kind of dreams come from that situation when your brain is just off for that long and you've lost all contact with those you love and know and and I mean I guess you have that interaction in that some people have said they can hear people in the room they can hear the conversations and they translate to the dream world into uh, fantastic dreams that somehow have something to do with whatever the doctor is saying and and doing Um, so that's always interesting but we're going to take this thought experiment to the next level. Oh, yeah. And talk about a little thing called cryonics. That's right. If any of you have heard of cryonics, you're one step ahead. I just learned that cryonics is separate from cryogenics. You can be cryogenically frozen, but freezing human bodies is called cryonics. Cryogenics is actually just working with very, very cold temperatures, but the specific freezing of humans is cryonics. And I have had, since I was very young, this fascination, I'm going to say middle school, uh, this fascination with a hypothetical situation. I'm going to explain the situation to you, and then I want you to know what you think would happen. So, hypothetically speaking... Bob is a is the character is the character of our story. Bob decides that when he passes, he wants his body cryogenically frozen. He meets with some cryonics expert and he asks to have his body frozen. The reason people do this is because they believe sometime in the distant future we will have the technology, the capability to thaw these frozen bodies and put the cells back together that make up their bodies and basically reanimate these corpses. So the belief is that they're not actually corpses. They're just corpses by today's standards and that maybe someday in the future, there's a medicine that can bring them back around. So let's say Bob believes that someday there will be some technology that can bring his brain back to life far after his death clinical death by today's standards. So Bob does pass away, 
Bob is cryogenically frozen, and here's where we get real hypothetical. Let's say there's an afterworld. Bob's spirit leaves his body and goes to the afterworld, and then hypothetically even further, let's say that reincarnation is a thing. So his body has left, or his soul has left his body, has been reincarnated, and is now Joe. So several, several years have passed, and Joe grows up. Joe is enjoying life, and all of a sudden, technology comes around where they can finally thaw cryogenically frozen bodies. So they do that with Bob's body. So when they thaw Bob and they bring Bob back, what happens to Joe? Or what happens to Bob? Does Joe... Uh, fall over and his spirit returns to Bob's body? Does Joe split in half and now they're like soulmates? <laughs> like literally? And they find each Are they drawn towards each other? Uh, does Joe continue being Joe and Bob is now just a zombie? I don't know. It's all hypothetical, but it's an interesting thought experiment. And I'm even more interested what kind of dreams comes from someone who's been frozen for a hundred years and then reanimated. I don't know. It's an interesting thought. I'll never have the answer, but I'm always going to be curious about what your answer is. So leave a comment or leave a review and tell me what your thoughts are. What would happen to Joe and Bob? I don't know. Let's figure it out together. Anywho, that's enough for dreaming. I think it's time to wake up. Now remember, this is the podcast about all things dreams. So if you have a waking dream, something you'd really like to achieve in your life, feel free to share that as well. The contact information is the same, podcast at midnightnotion.com or phone it in at 612-643-0944. For today, I'd like to bring up this talk. It's been a kind of a downer episode, so I'd like to go a little bit more positive and come back to the new record somewhere in Dreamworld. It's been a dream of mine for a long time. I've talked about it a number of times on this podcast. It's the name of this podcast for crying out loud. So the fact that the album is done means the world to me. And as I said before, the CD release show is coming up and we'll be playing a couple of the songs from that record. And I would like to share one of those songs from the record. Now, this one has probably changed the least. In the last episode, I showed you the before and after. This song has been pretty much the same all the way through, so I don't have to go too much into the before. I would like you to just hear the after. So without further ado, here is We've Come So Far. Enjoy.
There it is. We've come so far. The song, the track from Somewhere in Dreamworld, track number nine on the record. That is 11 tracks long, and uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I really enjoy the song, enough so to put it on the record. Who would have thought? So this song, let's talk a little bit about it. We've come so far. Uh, A lot of people have asked me, what does it mean? I think anybody who has ever written a song has been asked what it means Uh, But it certainly, at first glance, might look like a song about a relationship that's going well. Um, But this one, actually, it is a relationship, but it's about me and my music. 
it's really important to me, music, and there's been a lot of trials and tribulations along the way that has made it really difficult for me to put out the music that I really want to put out. A lot of that being a solo artist and not having a band until very recently, and um, there's been a number of other hiccups along the way, but basically through it all, no matter what's happened in my life, music has always been there for me. There is one little bit in there where I say the line, we got through stormy weather, and it's sort of an inside joke uh, that I'm now going to release from being inside to becoming a publicly known joke. But uh, stormy weather is a reference to what the band's name was before Midnight Notion. Um, I When I first said, hey, I'm going solo, and I broke away from the band that I was in in high school, uh, my first idea was that I would be called OMD Man, which is an acronym for Obsessive Music Dependency. And I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, but then somebody informed me of the band Orchestral Moves in the Dark, which, to be fair... I feel like my name was better, but I couldn't go with it nonetheless because it was taken. OMD was already something, a band that people knew. So then I switched it to OFM, and then I found, which was Obsession for Music, and then I found out about One Fine Morning. So I kept having troubles, flipped through a dictionary, and I landed on, um, I made up this type of weather that I called airport weather. And so I went with airport weather for the name of the band. And for some reason, people let me keep that for years. It was like two or three years that I was airport weather before finally I went, okay, this sounds like a folk project, not a rock band. So I changed it to what it is today in 2008, and I'm never going back to airport weather. (laughs) But I'll get through the stormy weather any day because music always helps me get through. Anywho, that's the end of the episode, which could have been brought to you by Swing Dancing. Uh, Remember, you can submit your dreams at podcast at midnightnotion.com or phone them in at 612-643-0944. I'd love to hear what you think of the cryonic situation or if you've seen someone who's been deceased in your dreams. I'd also love to see you at the show on March 22nd, and I'll be with you again on the podcast next month on the 12th. Until then, I've been Bryce Kala. You've been awesome, and I hope that you sleep well, dream well, and be well.